I'm Jeannie Holzbacher, and on behalf of myself and my fabulous co-host, Jill Wright, we want to welcome you to Executive Shine, Conversations That Count. We search the planet to bring you some of the most dynamic leaders in various industries who often only have one thing in common, uncommonly outrageous positive impact on people and businesses. They are leaving this world a much better place. So kick back and join us. Grab a few insights you can immediately apply to leverage your leadership and foster greater connection in a world that's become increasingly disconnected. They so desperately need you to shine your light bright. Cheers. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited. Today, I have with us a friend of mine who I am just getting to know is absolutely brilliant. I met her because her husband and I are in the Codes of Longevity book together. And we got to know each other at a mastermind a few weeks ago, and she started sharing about all of the fascinating things that she's doing with her patients, using acupuncture, understanding hormones, using healing herbs, and, you know, health is the new wealth. So, Thanks to the pandemic, all of us are paying so much closer attention to our health. And one of the things people aren't talking about is hormones, preventive care, all of these things that influence us. So today we have Dr. Caroline Ware with us to share some insights about these fascinating subjects. So welcome. Thank you so much. I want to know, a lot of people don't understand about acupuncture, and you've been doing acupuncture since 2007. Mm -hmm. So educate our audience a little bit, because they just think, oh, here's a needle, you, you, you know, you're poking it in somewhere. So tell us a little bit about how that got started, how you got interested in it. And some of the new benefits that you're using it for some really innovative things. Um, so, yeah, gosh, since I started acupuncture, it, it it's really changed just because that's what people thought it was, you know, just needles put in. And, you know, we had to tell people, you know, the body has these meridians or these channels and we're opening up the, these meridians to balance. And they were almost like... Um, we always use this garden hose analogy that if you had a kink in your garden hose, you had to unwind it. So, you know, things can flow properly. Right. So that's how our analogy was, but now there's just so much more scientific research. So we're able to say, Hey, with this acupuncture point, it does X like in uh, it'll stomach it. It'll, um, stimulate gastric juices, let's say, um, or in this point, we notice that the inflammation goes down or this, you know, so there's more um, Western terminology that kind of makes it less of a woo-woo medicine, you know, so that that's nice because um, before we were just trying to kind of um, explain to people that we're legit. And this is, this has real meaning to it. You know, it's, it's not just, uh, in the head, you know, so. 
Right. And it really works. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. A lot more MDs are referring because they know it works, especially in the sense of inflammation. We know that acupuncture works for inflammation. We have imaging um, that will show you like infrared imaging. It'll show you before pictures and after pictures of how the inflammation reduces. Um, we know that it helps regulate hormones and that's why IVF doctors like working with acupuncturists so much because we actually increase the risk, the, not the risk, the chances of IVF by 80% for it to be successful when you're working with acupuncturists. Wow. 80%. It's pretty I didn't realize it was that high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so does that replace, so explain to me how that works. I'm a patient coming to you and I'm, I am uh, getting IVF and, and how, how does that, how does we work together? So it's It's very ideal if you can come to us before doing the IVF so we can help you get your body prepared for the IVF. Sometimes they don't even need IVF once they just get their hormones regulated or de-stress or whatever it is. Sometimes we can just regulate their body enough and they won't even have to have IVF. Um, But then some women come to me and they're already in the middle of it and they're just trying to de-stress with IVF. So Um, what we, what I do is I work with the doctor. So, you know, they're very, it's very scheduled, very mechanical, you know, they're putting these hormones in, they have to do this at that time and so on and so forth. So, um, I just have to go along with that. And I just balance my points with what we're trying to have the body do. You know, it's, it's a rhythm. It really is. It's a monthly rhythm that they're just trying to manipulate for the best chances for the baby to be conceived. So that's amazing. So I'm a big natural medicine fan and that's Mm -hmm. why I'm excited about the things you're doing. So, so you're saying that even, even if they haven't gone the IVF route yet, they could come and see you and you could get things in balance. I'm a firm believer. Your body is designed to work perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So what I tried to, that's why I said, it's more ideal, you know, even if it's a pain patient, you know, sometimes when I first started, you know, patients would come to me after these huge surgeries for back pain, it didn't help them for their back pain. And now they're coming to me. I'm like, Oh, thanks guys. You know, like come to me before you have the surgeries. It's a lot easier. Um, so but yeah, you can, for, for fertility, you can definitely, our society does not help us at all, especially as women. A lot of my, a lot of women don't even know like how to count their cycles. You know, they don't even know like when they're ovulating, things like that. So, you know, in other cultures or, um, you know, out in like tribal cultures, they know like when women have their period that they, it's a time of rest and detox and they'll feed them certain foods and they'll give them certain herbs to help replenish their body with the blood that they're losing, you know, and that's a beautiful thing to do. We don't take into the consideration, you know, here. So having the period is a special time. Then, you know, even if, when you become of age to conceive, they have special diets and special ways that they, you know, get announced into, you know, that time of their life and um, everything supports them to conceive, you know, here we just, we're just not doing that. That's why 
we can do a lot. We can do a lot with food therapy or um, with herbal medicine, even homeopathics, just to get their body ready first. And then we can, you know, do some things before to help them conceive. That's amazing. What I know that you do, um, both you and Dr. Charlie do work with um, your Healing Blends Global Mm -hmm. company. And Mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about some of those herbs also that work in harmony with the work that you're doing with the acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have, I, I just love our herbal line. <laughs> Most of the herbs that he's created is just because I said, we need this out there. I know. I love peaceful calm. <laughs> it's one that I take all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it, there are herbs that we just, we just need to support the body more. And um, I just don't think food is enough I know people say food is medicine, um, food is a tool, but I just don't think it's enough. Um, so I do like herbs. They're just more concentrated and you can go right to the point of like what you want to have, what change you want to have occur. Right. Um, so I, I absolutely love herbs. Um, so less stress. I mean, stress just, it, it makes it different. Yeah. I mean, everything you can, it can keep us from having a baby. It can keep you from um, digesting. Well, it can keep you from so many biological processes that to just to have a handle on your stress is amazing. So I just, I love less stress, which is one of our products. Um, it just keeps things moving. It actually really helps regulate the period. What is that? The peaceful calm. Yes. Oh. Yes. Peaceful calm. Um, I love that for, yeah. I got them all right here. Yeah. (laughs) They're like my new lifeline for everything. Yeah. Peaceful calm. I love for like, um, during the period, that's one that will help support the period, help support, nourish the body back. So less stress. I'll use that for women who need to regulate their period as well. Um, so I'm, I'm able to manipulate things based off the rhythm of their body. Well, and one of the things also that I noticed you have, you also have some herbs on there and I know I'm deviating a little bit, but, um, for regulating the, the hormone, the insulin also. Yes. A1 care about that. That's a big subject. Yeah. Um, probably, that's going to have to be Dr. Ware. That's his special formula that he made um, because he and my dad and my uncle take it or my uncle used to take it, but he did so well on regulating his blood sugar that they, the doctor took him off metformin and he just took a one care for a few months more. And now he's off of it because my understanding, those herbs can actually help repair the pancreas and get it going back again. So um, but your blood sugar, man, if you don't control your blood sugar, it can also keep you from so many things. Um, it, it's just one of those things that you have to take in consideration that you need to keep that blood sugar, you know, really balanced. Yeah. And that one is called a A1 Care. A1 Care. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they can find that if they go to healingblendsglobal.com, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, cause I really think that's important. I know I have a close personal friend 
whose 16 year old daughter, very healthy, tall and thin, just diagnosed with juvenile diabetes, boom, out of the blue. I mean, she's never had any other health problems or anything. So this is something that I can suggest to her too, because that can help. It can help repair with juvenile diabetes or um, with type one diabetes. You might not be able to, obviously you'll probably be more dependent on insulin, but um, it will help repair and help support the body. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy how that impacts. And I know one of my um, managers has difficulty with regulating her blood sugar. So she gets those headaches, those highs and lows, those, you know, she has to eat. So is that something that can help her too? Oh, absolutely. That's exactly who it would be for more ideal for somebody who just needs help regulating it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I do a lot of adrenal testing too. I look at a lot of adrenal fatigue um, and just seeing how people, um, how their cortisol responds in the body. And um, people think cortisol is just this horrible thing, but you need your cortisol to go up in the morning. You need to have a good cortisol spike. Um, So for me, I have an autoimmune disease and I was like, oh, okay, we need to start looking at something. So I did my adrenal test and I was crashed. Like I crashed means like, I'm just like flatlined with my cortisol. So I never spiked in the morning. And it was funny because all my symptoms were usually in the morning. Now you want cortisol because cortisol turns off your inflammation. So if you're waking up in the morning with aches and pains, um, with, you know, just feeling more miserable in the morning, you may not have enough cortisol to turn off the inflammation. So this is one of those daily rhythms that I love looking at because you need to have a spike and then it dips down pretty significantly by 12 o'clock and then it kind of like levels out throughout the day. So when blood sugar is not regulated, your cortisol can't get regulated either. One thing is that when your blood sugar goes up, your cortisol is going to stay down. So I couldn't do... Um, like grains in the morning. I couldn't do toast or something like that in the morning. I had to do something more of a protein that will keep my blood sugar lower. So my cortisol will get to that nice higher peak. Okay. So for people who are drinking coffee in the morning and for people who are, you know, having a sugary cereal or just a bagel or toast or something like that, you're not regulating your blood sugar the most important time of the day. You really want to have more of a protein or fat rich breakfast. So your, your cortisol can go up and do what it needs to do. So the, so what do you have that is, do you have a, a blend that helps with regulating that cortisol too? Cause you need to test me. I think I need that adrenal test too, because right. it's interesting, you know, how women, I think that over time, women have learned to to think that we have to create like men rather than be on the, like you said, the rhythm of the cycle because mm-hmm. women create differently. And so we push ourselves, which is what ends up, I know so many executive women 
with this adrenal fatigue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. When I used to work at Canyon ranch down in Miami. So we had a lot of executives coming through and, you know, at first it's all this stress, right? We're so stressed out. So, so yes, our cortisol does spike and then we're so stressed out, so stressed out. And we think that this is good. We're getting things done, you know, whatever we're trying to use it, but then there's that crash. So, you know, we really have to learn just how to go with that rhythm. So in the morning now, it's like, you want to wake up, you want that sun on your face, you want to eat more of a protein or fat rich meal in the breakfast, but you want to get things done, but not in a frantic way, right? You want to get things done, you want to wake up, you know, and then you want to slowly like get things together as the day goes on. And then you just slowly wind down at night. So, but some of us too are backwards where we are having a hard time getting out of bed and then we're wired at night. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Absolutely. So we got to switch those rhythms. So it's so funny because I had a patient who at 12 o'clock, I would see her spike of cortisol. And I was like, what are you doing at 12 o'clock? And she was like, that's my lunchtime. And I'm stressing out that I only have a couple more hours of work left. And that was it, you know? So I was like, okay, we need to change that mindset. But honestly, the less stress will help. That's filled with adaptogens, the peaceful calm. You combine those two together. It's filled with adaptogens that help just balance your body. It gives it what it needs in the morning. It'll calm you down at night. If you need something more at night to calm down because you're really wired, you know, you need to turn off the electronics, you need to shut the the TV down, whatever it is. And then you need to have some chamomile tea. I know it sounds funny, meditate, but that really is the rhythm of the day. But we're, we have all the lights on, you know, it's dark out, but we have all the lights on. We have our TV going, we have this going, we're trying to keep wired. And that's just not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's wiping. I mean, I think it's really, so if we have the adrenal fatigue, Cause I know I have that. I mean, you'll probably die when you see my test, but, but that's okay because I know you can help me. So, but then what, what else does that lead to for women? Because I, I think that, that we're really experiencing, and this is for men too, because oh, yeah. men, men need happy women to Absolutely. have, you know, happy life, happy wife, happy life, you know? Right. So, so what, so what other, so when we have, if, if our adrenals are off mm-hmm. and the cortisol is all over the place, mm-hmm. then what, how is that impacting our other hormones? It's, it's right. got it to is. something. It absolutely is. That's why when you look into hormones, you're always going to hear about adrenals. You're going to hear about thyroid and you're going to hear women's hormone or hormone issues because they all work together. It's that HPA access everybody talks about. That's what it is. They're all kind of signaling each other. That's why blood sugar, it'll help things go or not. You know, you can just, you can eat a very, um, you know, protein rich diet where it doesn't have any blood sugar spikes, but you can be under so much stress that you can make yourself diabetic (laughs) just from stress alone. You don't, you can be, yeah, you can have no sugar whatsoever, but your stress will cause you to be diabetes. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. It's all so closely related. I didn't know that stress could take you all the way to diabetic. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. So coming to you, you look at the whole picture, the mm-hmm. whole holistic picture. And you were telling me you have some different testing that you can do. So talk about that a little bit, because you test more comprehensively, a little bit different than I've heard. So, so tell our listeners a little bit about that. It's interesting. Well, this is why like, I loved starting with acupuncture, because acupuncture, it was just such a common sense medicine, right? Like most acupuncturists, like back in the day, traditional Chinese medicine, they were farmers. So they, so somebody had to say, yep, I'll be the doctor of this community, you know, but it was usually a farmer. So they were looking, they were taught by one person. So they had to keep it very simple, which is good because I'm not that smart, (laughs) but they kept it very, (laughs) they kept it very simple for them. And um, they let them look at patterns and let them see like how, how things were related to nature, right? So um, some things are related to wind or like, like if some, if a disease comes and goes, we call it wind attack, right? It's something that comes and goes It's a headache that's related to wind. Anyway, it was just, it's so, it was so interesting starting with acupuncture and now getting into functional medicine and doing some of the tests of functional medicine just validates what the, these acupuncturists from and herbalists from years and years ago, thousands of years ago, were already seeing in the body, you know, and it was just, it's fan. It's absolutely fantastic. I love it. And they get so much, even they even get more precise in Chinese medicine than they do in functional medicine, because you can read things and, you know, you can look at it, but it's like, you know, so somebody with fertility issues, that's why I said you can, um, it's more ideal for them to come before because I can see their hormones, but then now that we have their hormones regulated, what's their underlying root cause? Everybody can be a little bit different. So that's why I do two different types of diagnosing when I do my medicine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I go off like the defend. Okay. No, totally. I mean, that's just logical. And that's what I like so much about what you do is that it is logical. My mom mm-hmm. raised me. I was raised in Northern Minnesota, you know, on a farm. Um, and she said, God doesn't make any junk. Right. So you learn from the land you, you, you know, different herbs, different things. They're all there for a reason. And we get away from that now, you know, being busy in business. And Mm -hmm. so we're not back to our natural roots of what's, what's really there for us to heal us. Right. And even just eating seasonally is a great example of that because, you know, when you're eating the food in season, here's a a beautiful example, a watermelon. Okay. Watermelon in traditional Chinese medicine is a cooling fruit. It cools the body down. You can use watermelon rind. You can dry freeze the watermelon rind, the white stuff, and you can use it for a sore throat spray because it's cooling. Now, why is it that watermelon can be grown in the summer? Because we need that cooling. We don't want a summer heat attack. We want to keep the body cool. So here God gives us watermelon, you know, like eat it because it's good for you for the summer, you know, 
it's better to have the um, salads and those types of raw foods in the summertime because they're more cooling. Cucumbers are cooling, peppermints cooling, all these all these foods are more cooling where in this, you know, in the winter, you're going to want more of those stews. You're going to want ginger and, you know, the cinnamon. We love cinnamon in the fall because it's a warming herb. It warms us up from the inside out. It's, it's wonderful. So we use foods in season and you'll be pretty good. Yeah. Wow, that's so fascinating. Isn't it? <laughs> it's so it, you guys, you are so cool. And you told me that that you've DNA tested your family mm-hmm. for their different the the different ways that they're the foods that their body likes for you know Charlie's vegetarian. And so talk about the differences, because I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. I mean, this is even before genetic testing, to be honest with you. Um, We were just very mindful of what our body did well with, you know. And then when he got into the genetic testing, he was like, well, you're you should be on the Mediterranean diet, duh, you're Italian, you know, like you should be eating this way, you know, and it just makes sense because my body has always done really well with that where he's always just done really well with a vegan diet. And I know it's not the most popular diet for a functional medicine physician, but he knows his body and he's like, sorry, I'm just not going to eat meat. He, he knows how he feels, you know, and lo and behold, his genetics will show that that's what he's supposed to be eating, you know? So it's very interesting. And now with my kids, we haven't tested them, but we watch what they like to eat. We will see, okay, she's going more towards the vegan side. So we'll let her go. And where my son goes more towards the Mediterranean food side. Like it, it's just really interesting to watch kids develop and you just let them choose, you like see what they like, you know, it's really cool. Well, they naturally know when you give them their bodies know, you know, yeah. when you give them those good options, I mean, you're not putting TV dinners and fast right. food in front of them. You know, you're giving them good, healthy options mm-hmm. and they, they, they gravitate towards what, what feeds their body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So interesting. And talk about what, I mean, I, I personally, you know, I'm not a doctor, so, but I have all these doctor friends and all my doctor friends eat organic all the time. And so talk about the foods that are, that's really important and, and why, why the, the big rise of organic? I know it's cleaner. I know, I know some things about it, but I don't know a lot about all of that. So I, I don't agree with this clean 15 type thing um, because for me, it's the soil. So yes, some, even some organic foods are going to have pesticides on it because the wind's going to carry it from one farm to another. You know, you just, you, you can have an organic farm right next to a conventional farm and sorry, it's going to, but it's more about the soil. So if you have a really good organic farming um you know, organic farm is they're going to um, take care of their soil better. So with a good rich soil that's nitrogen rich and has all the good stuff in it, you're going to have 
um, higher mineral concentration in your fruits and vegetables too. So for me, I w- I'd rather spend a little bit more money knowing that my food had better soil and might have more nutrients in it than, you know, food that's not going to really nourish my body. And it's been, you know, the they don't rotate the crops as much, you know, and then they're using the pesticides to kill off with the conventional farms. So then their soil is just not as rich and healthy. That's why they have so many pesticides where those organic farmers have to really take care of their soil. So they don't have the, the pesticides the same. So for me, it just was like, okay, well, this one's more nutrient dense. <laughs> this one's probably less nutrient dense. So it wasn't whether it was clean or dirty. It was more like, which one had the more nutrients? Where am I going to get my, my money you know, back? So yeah. Yeah. That's kind of well, how I thought about that's it. That's really interesting because I don't think people talk about the soil mm-hmm. and how important that is and the minerals that are so vital. Yeah. So what kinds of minerals should people be aware of too that are supporting their their health as well? Oh gosh. There's so many minerals. <laughs> I don't know. I can't it's even true. answer that one. <laughs> What are your top favorites? Like, like what, what have you noticed that's works for you? Oh, for mineral, like supplement wise. Yeah. See, I don't really do Western supplements too much, you know, obviously magnesium. I think most people need magnesium. We'll do that. Um, but you have to be careful. Like even I love zinc, but then you have to be careful to zinc to the copper ratio. And this is where it's like, I love herbs more because yeah. the way that traditional Chinese medicine has situated and taught us how to use herbs, it's very balanced. It already knows what herb works with what. So you don't have um, an excess of too many minerals or too less of minerals of something, you know, when you're working with the vitamins, you really have to be aware of, you know, where, what you're doing, you know, I I don't know. It just, it's, it's more balanced here in traditional Chinese medicine. Well, you're really selling me on the herbs. (laughs) So, so I love that, but so tell me, so tell me some of the herbal things that, that you guys have that, that support that. Um, so we formulate our herbs. So you'll, you'll rarely, there's a difference between Western herbalists and people with uh, more of an Eastern background or even Ayurvedic background with herbs. So I've noticed, cause I try to, I try to know what each group's doing, but I've noticed with Western herbalists, they'll, they'll do one herb, maybe they'll combine three, maybe five. Um, But even with one herb, you have to be careful with it. There's very few that you're just going to do a a one herb as a prescription, right? Um, Because that's where toxicities come into place. It's going to be short term that you can do one herb thing. Um, I think I have peaceful calm here as well. I think there's like 10 to 12 different herbs in here because we know what works together with traditional Chinese medicine. So um, that's kind of the difference between Western herbalists and, you know, Ayurvedic or more traditional herbalists. Wow. I didn't know there was a difference. Yeah. 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 So a lot of people, a licorice root is another one for adrenal fatigue, right? Some people will say, Hey, 
You know, if you have adrenal fatigue, then take licorice root in the morning, but you have to be careful with licorice root because it can cause high blood pressure. In Chinese medicine, we would never use licorice root as a single herb. And some Western herbalists too know the difference, you know, but because it, it, it needs to be balanced, you know, so we, we just wouldn't use that one. Or a lot of people were doing, hey, turmeric, 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 right? And that was the whole craze. But then they started seeing, oh, wait a minute, turmeric works better with black pepper, with coconut milk. And then all of a sudden they were having like this little concoction of the best way to get turmeric. Well, in Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine, we already know how to use turmeric properly and we have to combine it with other herbs so it, it gets utilized best in the body, you know? So, but I think anybody needs to, everyone needs to use herbs when they're cooking, you know, I don't care if you're just putting cilantro on your food or basil or whatever it is, you know, just pile on those herbs because they are just filled with phytochemicals that are just going to, you know, help your body as much as it can. That's so interesting. And you touched on turmeric. And I know I, I hear a lot of people talk about needing turmeric and the various uses of turmeric. Mm-hmm. So talk about what blend that you guys have put together and, and how, how people can use that effectively. So I believe we have turmeric in our EF arthritis because, you know, it's good for relieving inflammation. Um, I also believe... It's in our HTN care for heart disease because also because again to reduce inflammation in the cardiac region. Um, so yeah, I think those are the two that we have that have turmeric inside of it. Wow. And I feel so much safer knowing that you have done all of this research to know how it's going to to work interact in the body. Yeah. 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 And to interact yeah. in my body. Yeah. yeah. The only herbs that, you know, we put out at healing blends, we know aren't going to have side effects. You know, I mean, with our even flow, our most popular product for the sickle cell children um, or anybody with sickle cell, but we have some children who have been on it for eight years and have never had a side effect to it. And that's, that's what's so important to us. It works so well, but not to have a side effect, you know, um, we want to make sure everybody's strong and healthy and that you're, we know that everyone doesn't always read the directions or, or have their personal doctor, right? <laughs> so we don't want to give you anything that's going to harm you, but we want to give you something that's going to make a difference too. I love our happy belly, our happy belly. If you have the tiniest little tummy ache, I mean, you take that and man, it's gone. But if you're throwing up or having diarrhea, you take it and it's gone. It's wonderful. I took it this weekend because yeah. I got some crazy thing flying back on from graduation of my niece on. I don't know what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what happened to me. But as soon as I got home, I, I got really just like horrible right under my diaphragm pain. And I, I didn't know what was going on and I drove home in the middle of the night in the rain and I just like ran upstairs and I was like, Dr. Charlie sent me that happy belly. I have to find that happy belly. And you're right. It, it really did work and it was amazing to make a difference for me. And I'm telling you, I was like, thought I was really close to death. It was bad. 
Yeah, my mom, my mom had an episode like that a few years ago, and she's like, you have to make this public to everyone. So she's the one who kind of like pushed us out there to get things public to people because it's so much better than like Pepto-Bismol because Pepto-Bismol, you're going to reduce stomach acid. You're going to just do all this other stuff that you don't want to deal with. You know, this takes it out within a second. It's like, whoo. (laughs) It's amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So I was so grateful to you for sending me those because I was like, oh my God, it was like, save my life. But you also mentioned the, the even flow and the, um, and the sickle cell. So talk a little bit about that because uh, people don't know about that. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I I was pretty blown away by it as well. Um, I was really sad too, because I knew my husband has sickle cell trait and, you know, he suffered with crises, but you know, there's another type SS that's really bad, which means that they just get horrible pain. Their, their blood's in a sickled shape and they, it just, you know, they can have heart attacks and strokes. We've, we've seen teenagers die in the US in a hospital, you know, having a sickle cell attack crisis, and they're, they're dead, you know, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. And um, so when he started working on this formula and started working with these kids, I was like, wow. And then I started hearing like 100,000 babies die each year in Nigeria, with sickle cell disease, I was like, are you kidding me? You know, like, I just, I couldn't believe it. Like here I am as a new mom too. So of course I was like crying. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about hormones. Um, but it was like, wow, how we have to do something about this, you know? And um, I mean, it was just the grace of God. This formula has just worked so well. And it's a formula that mimics a formula for women's periods. Actually, it helps blood flow. It helps the blood flow. And that's what he needed. And that's what these children need, their blood to flow. So it was very similar herbs that he used. And he started, you know, taking it himself and started giving it to patients. And, you know, it was like, wow, this stuff is really working, you know, and, um, so doing now we're doing stuff in Africa and he's building a hospital in Uganda. I mean, it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So but just a simple, that's why it's so important. What, what you guys are doing, you know, your work together and these discoveries about the way that acupuncture works, the way these herbs work to really it, enhance all of the natural function in your body so that your body can then use these herbs and heal itself basically. Yeah. 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 It's just supporting the body. The body is, I mean, man, if you go to go through anatomy 101, you will not question if there's a God because our body is so just intricate and has so many details and you have so many like systems that back each other up and help each other out. I mean, there's no way like we just happen to be, you know, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. So we're just here just to support the body, you know, just to give it what it needs. That's yeah. All you have to do is give it what it needs. It's amazing. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Well, I want to go a little bit back to acupuncture. 
And so talk to me about some of the results you've had with like, let's say just with women in hor even just regular hormones, um, even the not fertility things. Cause I think these, the women need to know this information. Oh my goodness. So acupuncture is really good for menopause too. Hot flashes. Oh, wow. Oh, it's very good to help regulate those hormones because those hormones are dropping like a brick, right? When through perimenopause, your estrogen, your progesterone dropping. So acupuncture is really good um, to help with the hot flashes, regulates them, gets women through it, calms them down because again, it's tapping into the brain and and the body and is helping them release what it needs to be released. Again, another way of supporting the body. You know, it's just telling the brain, Hey, we need a little, little of this here and a little of that there, you know? (laughs) So it's just helping with that. How did you learn what, what attracted you to acupuncture in the first place? I mean, it's so fascinating. It is. It's very fascinating. Actually, I was, I didn't, didn't want to do it. I didn't know anything about it. I was going, I was on my way going to naturopathic school. I wanted to go to Bastyr out in Seattle. Like I had like a month before I was leaving, I just graduated with special ed and I was working with children with autism. So that was a whole nother group where I was like, why are so many of my parents telling me their kids are normal and now they're having issues, you know, like what happened in their bodies? So I got really intrigued with the autism. And this is the same time I had Lyme disease. <laughs> I had Lyme disease in college and my diving coach, I was a diver in college and my diving coach just happened to be this world renowned natural medicine um, MD. And so by accident. I know. Hello. <laughs> Dr. Spreen. And he, you know, he just told me about diet and he helped me on this like new natural way. And he was like, all right, just get any kind of degree. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm going to naturopathic school. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh man, if I wanted to come back to Florida, I can't really practice because naturopathic medicine is only recognized in a few states still. Still. Yeah, it's crazy. So I was like, well, if I want to come back to Florida or if I want to like have a wider scope of practice, acupuncture was it. So I didn't even have acupuncture done before, before I signed up with it. All of a sudden it was changed. I was going to school in Miami. It was like two weeks before school started, everything changed over. And here I was in acupuncture school. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's fabulous. And so what you, you also mentioned autism and that caught my ear because Mm -hmm. I'm really very, very interested in autism. And, and so talk about, are you able to use the acupuncture with the autism and, and tell me about that. It was so interesting. So like I said, when I was going to school for special ed, a group of us just wanted to specialize in this small group of children with autism. Cause at that time it was just, it was huge in Ohio. That's where I was going to school. And um, they just wanted some of us to really understand autism and how to work with these children and such. 
But here we are, we're giving these kids M&Ms and other treats. And, you know, it was like, hmm, this cannot be good for these children. And then when I was going through um, my Lyme disease and knowing how diet was affecting all the inflammation that I was having and, and such, it was I started researching autism was like, okay, how do, how, why is, why are they normal? Like not all of them, you know, it's different. Um, but why, why was, why, what was happening, you know? And I just kept researching, researching and seeing how foods were triggering, um, you know, cause sometimes I would work with a child and they were just so docile that day. Another time they were just like stimming constantly. They just, they weren't able to like calm down. It was like, what happened to that child today? And the parent, once I start talking to them, you know, I'm in, I'm trying to do my internship and here I'm like, hmm, I'm trying to like diagnose them dietary wise and everything, <laughs> but they started seeing connections too. And I was like, okay. So we started seeing connections with one child and another child. And I was like, all right, let's lay off this, this candy, or let's lay off this bread or let's see milk or whatever. And so in my research, I was seeing like we were, I was doing a lot of dietary changes. I became a Dan doctor, which is a defeat autism now. And um, so once I went through acupuncture school, I still wanted to work with them. Um, could I use acupuncture on them? Some of them I could, it depended on the child. You can also use um, a laser. I had a little laser from Japan that I got that I would use to stimulate the acupuncture points because what kid's going to sit there with and needles in them for a while, like, you know, right. so I, I would do some type of laser therapy with them as well. Um, a lot of it, like I said, was diet. And that's why I kind of got more into functional medicine because there was more research on the functional side of things. Um, so, but yeah, testing their food, what were they sensitive to things like that getting, it's just all about the gut. In both medicines, Eastern and Western, you're seeing there, the gut is really just such a foundation and Chinese medicine is called the spleen stomach and, you know, Western medicine, we call the microbiome and both of them see the significance of how the gut is working and how you're going to be in, you know, long-term health. Yeah. Well, it's basically our lifeline. So keeping that healthy to the best of our ability is what really is giving us life. Yeah. I can't remember the actual number, but they, I think it was like, we are five times more um, bacteria cells than we are human cells. Have you heard that status before? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And when I heard like, because people always ask me like, do I just take probiotics all the time? And I'm like, well, every time you poop, you're pooping out probiotics. So you got to get them back in, you know? So yeah, daily, we need to have our ferments and probiotics as well. People don't understand that. So to, you keep bringing, I mean, this is so easy to talk to you because you bring up these little things and I'm like, oh, and what about that? And so talk about pro, there's so many, there's probiotics, prebiotics, all of the, so what is the difference between all of that and how does our body use it? Yeah. So my understanding is the prebiotics is what the probiotics like to feed off of. They like to eat. They, you want to make your gut or your body the most in, um, pleasing environment for these probiotics to live in, right? So having a more alkaline based diet is they love, 
you know, Jerusalem artichoke and chicory root and things like that with inulin in it. They love to eat that and multiply. Um, So we want to be a little bit more alkaline in our foods. That's why vegetables are so important. And, you know, but that's also why stress reduction is so important too, because stress makes your body more alkaline. What, what probiotics going to want to stick around when you're like, you know, you're totally stressed out and crazy, you know, they're not going to want to be there. You know, that's where the yeast and these parasites are going to want to thrive. Right. So we want to make this like little environment that's just so wonderful for these probiotics. So that's really the difference is these prebiotics and the the probiotics. You just want to feed those guys. Well, and you mentioned the yeast and the parasites. So Mm -hmm. if you've got a healthy, like, probiotics and prebiotics. Also, what about like digestive enzymes? Does that play a role or? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I find actually a lot of people are deficient in digestive enzymes. They usually need it. Um, We call that stomach fire in Chinese medicine because um, you want, you need to have that fire that, you know, burns the cauldron of food that you just put down in your stomach, right? You need to like digest it. So I think a lot of people are deficient in digestive enzymes. I love um, Enzymatica, that brand. Um, They're just really good with their enzymes. Um, So they have a good full range of digestive enzymes, but you can't can't do any harm by taking digestive enzymes. Um, Very few people have too much stomach acid. It's usually the opposite way around. They just don't have enough. So you want to have a good stomach acid, good enzymes to be able to break down your food again. So the, then the probiotics can also help break down the food as well, because the probiotics will help break them, break it down. But then the the probiotics can feed on what they're supposed to feed on. Yeah. There's, do you have the second half of my question? So if you have healthy the the probiotic environment in your gut, then, Mm -hmm. then so many, another thing women have problem with is those, you know, excess yeast. Actually, it's not just women, but, but, um, that that's a cultural problem and people say, oh, that comes from bread and whatever, but that's what, what is the story with that? Oh my goodness. I have had a yeast. I mean, After Lyme disease, I was on antibiotics for six months, IV and oral antibiotics with Lyme disease, because I just didn't know any other alternative at that time. I was 19. So my goodness, talk about my adrenals went down. I had thyroid issues. See how we're seeing how once the gut is just my, I mean, I had no microbiome left after all those antibiotics. And you can see how the gut and the, the thyroid, the adrenals, everything just going coincide because everything crashed on me. So, um, then yeast just, you know, here comes the yeast, here comes the candida. Um, and what a pain it is to get rid of it, but it's who's has the louder voice basically. Right. So people say, Oh, eat with your cravings. You know, if you're craving chocolate, eat that chocolate, whatever. And it's like, no, it's the yeast has the louder voice right now saying, Hey, I want some of that bread or, Hey, I want some of that ice cream or that sugar. It's not like, Oh, you have to be in touch with yourself and feed what, no, no, 
<laughs> that yeast is yelling too much, you know. You want to keep feeding what the probiotics need. You need to kill off that yeast. You have to stay off a um, sugar and high carbohydrate diet. You re- you have to starve it off and then put the good, good guys back in. That's the only way to get rid of it. That was, uh, I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, I wasn't sure if I was like legally allowed to mention it, but what antibiotics do is how much they kill off. It, not only do they kill off bad, you know, virus, bacteria, whatever, but they kill off the good bacteria. Oh yeah. So you have to build that back up again yeah. to have a healthy functioning gut. Yes. Absolutely. And that's not something that's unknown. I mean, even doctors will say, oh, you're taking this many antibiotics, you know, go on, take some yogurt, eat some yogurt or take some, some probiotics. They at least know that now, you know, so that's, that's something more common. I mean, I'm glad I took the antibiotics because, you know, I had such horrible pain with the Lyme disease, but man, it just wrecked me, wrecked me. Yeah, it does. And how long does it take to rebuild all of that good, healthy bacteria? It takes a while. It could, it could, it definitely could. It depends on how strict you are, you know, and it's a balance because even once you have that, your body back, like, you know, I thought I was doing great. You know, I, I was, I was doing wonderful. I was feeling better. And then I started eating more bagels or I started eating more carbohydrates and pasta, you know, whatever. And zoop, that balance went right back the opposite way again. It was like, okay, got to get back, you know? So you really do have to be careful with it. Well, and they have so many good options and out there now. And so do you, you guys have a lot of information on that Healing Blends Global website? And then you are launching a new website mm-hmm. next week or coming up here. And it is going to be holisticcaroline.com. I yeah. love that. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know what else to name it. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that just covers everything. So it's perfect. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. Okay. And so people can reach you on your email, drcarolineware at gmail.com. And I'm going to write that in the show notes so they can go in and look and be able to get in touch with you and learn come to you for advice and learn more about their health. So you gave us so much information today from A to Z. I'm so, I'm so honored to have you and you just are an encyclopedia of information for everyone. And we need to know these things and break it down because doctors use different terms and you know, you, you act like, you know what they mean, right? <laughs> because it's, it sounds stupid to ask a question, but today I wanted to ask all those questions that, that Good. no one asks so that people really understand and can use these herbs and use acupuncture to work together with their body right. to just optimize their health. And it's so exciting. The possibilities to, to feel good is really all that matters. 
Right, right. I know a lot of people say, you know, you do acupuncture, but I'm not here in Hollywood. But now with the telemedicine, there's so much that you can do. You don't have to do the acupuncture. You know, that's just one tool that we use. So, but it's just, uh, it's, it's wonderful to use this telemed. So thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. And they can contact you for telemedicine through your email and then drcarolineware.com. And they can also reach out to you on your new website coming holisticcaroline.com. And then we also have all those resources available on the healing blends global.com. I got to get all that straight. You know, I know, I know it's long, (laughs) but I'm going to list all that in the show notes so that they, our listeners can have all of those resources. So what a gift you were today. And so thank you so much for everything. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You made it so easy to do this. So I appreciate it. it was, <laughs> I told you, you were brilliant. You would be just fine. <laughs> so thank you so much. And until next week, we will bring you more fascinating conversations that count. And until then, have a marvelous week. <laughs>